Well, hello, motherfuckers. Welcome back. It's been a while, but I'm here. No need to worry. I'm still alive. I've just been a little caught up with life right now. But it's what a time to be alive, man. The bears are fucking four and one. All these daughters, but I didn't doubt my bears. Bear Dan. Bear Dan. I don't know if you guys saw the game on Thursday. Big Dick Nick Foles. Did again. Humbled the goat. Had him looking like his age is catching up to him. Man. But besides that, you know, we're still in lockdown. But it's a little less of a lockdown, I guess. The malls opened up on Wednesday. I was there in Cerritos Mall walking around. It was pretty cool. I was there a little early, so it was a little empty. But, um... Stuff's opening up. I'm still waiting for the gym to open up. But, uh, yeah. Besides that, malls are open. Uh, breweries are open. Now, I guess now they're doing this thing at the breweries where you have to reserve before you go. So it's pretty cool. You go on the website, whatever brewery it is. Uh, there's this brewery in uh, Hawthorne. It's called Los Angeles L Works fucking favorite brewery of all time I love that brewery um it's had one of the smoothest beers I've had and they're pretty strong Nothing's, I think nothing is less than I want to say 7% so and all the beers are pretty smooth so I've been there a couple of times with my girlfriend that's probably our favorite spot but it's been kind of rough lately cause you know LA County wise though cause LA County has been shutting down the breweries and they weren't having anybody there, like, to drink there and stuff. So now they just opened it up. I saw their um, Instagram page, and, yeah, they're they're open. You got to do a reservation and stuff. So I'll probably be there in the next couple of weeks, probably talk about that and how and why I love that spot so much. But besides that, let's catch up on some stuff. Well, the last time we talked was a long time today i kind of want to discuss certain things like surround yourself with people who love you not who need you i'm gonna say it again surround yourself with people who love you not who need you because when somebody loves you they don't think twice about doing anything for you you being around that person is enough you don't have to go out of your way to do stuff for them. Your presence of simply just being there and being with them is enough. So I feel like that is really important. A lot of people will have an agenda whether they like it or not. You know? I've always been the type of person who... <sighs> I love being around the people who have like the same type of vibe I have. If you know me, I'm pretty chill. I don't really all out I'm not really an attention whore or love attention but I mean if the spotlight's on me it's on me I won't shy away from it but I prefer not to sometimes you know I like to just live life in a like a little cruise and you know just enjoy life I don't I don't really like to be the center of attention I never never have been just because I don't know I've always had a stage fright since I was a kid I never really liked being in front of the class or doing presentations. When I was a kid, I was really 
what's it called? What's the word? I was really, um, I was really, oh my God, self-conscious of the way I spoke, how I talk. Because when I was younger, it was really bad to where I used to talk really, really, really fast. Like, you could barely understand what I said. So people are always like, huh, what? What did you say? So I felt like for a long time I had a speech impediment to where I feel like I mumbled a lot. And some people were dicks about it. Like, like what? Open your mouth. This is that. And it's like, fuck, dude. Like, my bad. Like, all you got to say was, what was that? Sometimes I have a really bad habit of not enunciating sometimes. So, I mean, even nowadays, like, I'm talking sometimes and I catch myself that I'm kind of, like, mumbling or slurring. And I kind of stutter. And it makes it worse. So, I mean, I still deal with it from day to day. But I feel like the older I got... I'm getting the the more I'm working on how I'm speaking and talking. So it's, pr- I mean, it's like uh, I'm growing, I guess. But yeah, I w- I'm really, really self-conscious of how I speak, how I look sometimes. And I guess I always, it all goes back to like, I guess, just like my self-confidence. Growing up, I had a really, really bad self-confidence. I was always a chubby kid. I was always really big, really chunky. When I was a kid, I used to have really bad asthma. I used to have the machine and all. Like, one time I was a kid and I had a really, really bad asthma attack. And it's like in my core memories where I couldn't even breathe. I woke up in the middle of the night throwing up, just, <gasps> just throwing, yakking up, throwing up phlegm. And I woke up my parents crying and I couldn't, couldn't even talk. Like, I was just throwing up and throwing up. And one of the scariest moments of my life, I had a really, really severe asthma. Like, I had to go everywhere with my inhaler. I was using the the machine to help me breathe twice a day. And it was just really, really bad. And the steroids of the inhaler and all the medicine I would use made me gain weight like crazy. And I feel like that's one of the main reasons. You see, there it goes again. One of the main reasons why I'm so short, because everybody in my family is so big. And my doctors always said, like, the steroids really, really stunted my growth. Well, fucking who knows? I'm like a fucking shot, you know? You need a little dose of me, and you're good. You're good. I'm like a shot glass, bruh. But, yeah, like, I was always a short little chubby kid. and I mean, not little. I was always, I was pretty tall all the way growing up to like ninth grade and I stopped kind of growing kind of stayed the same size after that but uh yeah I was really self-conscious like of how I am my confidence was always really low and I've dealt a lot with depression growing up I've always felt like a loner growing up and I know it's hard for people to say that or come you know to terms that you know you know like dealing with mental health and all this stuff and I'm not you know I know I wasn't alone and but for a while when I was a kid I dealt with a lot of stuff and I've always felt isolated I've always was the oldest of my I was the oldest of my family so I'm the oldest of uh three siblings and fuck man sometimes it's fucking hard I know I've kind of talked about this in the first podcast but I'm gonna try to get a little deeper within it and open up a little bit I I dealt a lot with a lot of a lot of mental health like to the point where sometimes I would just like fucking damn like what am I doing here why am I here 
And I mean, now is not so bad, you know? Now I'm pretty good. Like, I felt like my girlfriend helped me a lot. It's always being there. Because I guess different people have certain, you know, mood swings when they're dealing with their mental health issues, like me. When I feel really, really, not mental health, well, yeah, mental health issues, but, like, I'm talking about like, depression and stuff like that. Like, I get really moody, really cranky. I don't want to be talked to. Don't don't help me. Don't don't come and ask me if I'm okay or what's wrong because I don't know. If I knew what was wrong with me, I would, I, you know, I would tell you and I wouldn't be the way I am. And my girlfriend really sometimes, like, she'll push me, and I know she does have the kindness of her heart, and, you know, sometimes it's not what I want. What I want is just to be left alone. For so long, I've dealt with issues by myself, so it's kind of weird for me to let my guard down and, you know, express myself to other people because I'm not used to it. I'm not. And now more than ever, I am. You know, I opened up to, like, you know, my inner circle, my girlfriend, Ale. She She's stubborn as can be, but fuck, man, I love that girl. She's always been there for me, always pushes me, and always tells me, just talk to me, talk to me. And I know since I'm a dick about it, and I give her the cold shoulder, but I feel like people who deal with this issue, like, know where I'm coming from, and it's hard. Because it's like, fuck. Like, I want to tell you, but I don't know how to tell you. And I don't know how I, to find the words to tell you, like, hey, hey, I need help. Hey, help me. And even though I want that, sometimes I don't I don't want it, if that makes any sense. It's, it's a bitch, man. Depression and, and mental health issues is really, really hard. And it's crazy because... The more I grew up, the more I found out how common it was. You know, some people like some people say it's clout, all that stuff. You know, dealing with shit like that. But you know, I've never really like talked about it until I was in probably like my early twenties. I'm about to be twenty five, but like twenty twenty one, like I kind of opened up a little bit about it, and it's like, oh shit, I'm not alone. You know, like, and it feels good knowing that I'm not the only person dealing with this, and then I don't feel like I'm a weirdo or I'm alone with this. So it feels good. You know, like a lot of it, a lot of times in high school, I used to grow up and I feel like I was the only one. I, I, what I would do is I would listen to Kid Cudi. If you know me, I love Kid Cudi. I fucking love Kid Cudi. Kid Cudi helped me through a lot. And just like hearing how he, I wasn't alone, you know, he dealt with the same things. Well, not exactly the same thing, you know, he had his own things going on, but knowing that I wasn't the only one facing these issues of being alone and just sometimes I wouldn't sleep and I'm just in my own head or I'm driving just in my head and it's it's a lot sometimes you know and just pumping some Kid Cudi and relaxing just taking that breath like I got this you know fuck this shit I got it you know I'm not alone I could do this you know just amping myself up and Dealing with this, dealing with this depression and, you know, you know, mental health issues, like, I feel like it does make me into a strong person sometimes. And sometimes I do feel, I don't know, like in my lowest days, I'm like, fuck, man, like, ah, here we go again. It's not even like, I could just randomly wake up and I'm like, ah, it's going to be one of those days. From days, it'll go to three days to four days, sometimes even a week, you know, and it's just like, Hit or miss. Like, one day I'm good, next day I'm not. And, or I'm not going to be good for like a week. And 
and I, I try to hide it, you know. I try not to make everything about me. And, oh, like, poor me, poor me. Because I'm not talking about this to, you know, get, like, oh, you know, poor Isaac. No, no, I'm just opening up, tell you guys, telling you guys, you know, that a little bit about me, you know. Sometimes the, the happiest people in the world are the saddest people in the world. Like, I remember the day Robin Williams died and all the story about how his mental health issues came out. How he was really depressed and how he was really sad. And he was dealing with a lot of demons. I've always been a really big Robin Williams fan. But fuck, I was like, damn, that's wild, man. He took his life because he was dealing with depression. And, like, if you guys know Robin Williams, he's always smiling, always laughing. Always, like, smiling. Even all his movies were always, like, get up, go lucky and... You know, like Patch Adams and shit like that. Like, he seemed like a fun guy, and it just sucks if you really don't know people. Like, you think you know them, but you don't. Like, you don't know what they're dealing with on a day-to-day. Like, they look like they're smiling happy and, you know. Oh, look, that guy's always smiling. He's always happy. He never seems mad, never seems upset, but, you know, you don't know. You don't know. And that's just, when he died, it really hit me. I was like, fuck, like... Man, I've always been contemplating. I always tell Ale, like, I really wanted to get a a tattoo of Robin Williams, uh, like, on my leg, just to, like, symbolize, like, not symbolize, but more, like, appreciate Robin Williams as in, like, fuck, like, look at this guy. He was the happiest person in the world from, like, through the screen and and... He really wasn't. He was struggling day to day. Who knows what he was dealing with, you know? Like, all the demons he had. And I just wanted to, you know, to show my respect for him. Because depression is not not a, a disease where people are like, oh, yeah, look at me, look at me, you know? Like, oh, feel bad for me, you know? Or a lot of people don't even talk about it, so... I just wanted to open up a little bit about it and tell you everybody who deals with depression, you guys are not alone because you guys aren't. I'm here. And I I still deal with it from time to time. It's it's a lot less than I used to deal with it. I used to deal with it heavy before, especially, like, when I was, like, 22, 23. Like, I was in so much debt. I was literally living check by check, you know, being in my 20s, going all the time, and just racking up debt, being stupid, you know, spending money, swipe, swipe, swipe. And it got to the point where I was living check by check, and I was like, fuck, how am I going to do this? Too embarrassed to ask my parents for help, you know? And then every like at the time, like, my dad, my dad's the type of person who, I don't know, I feel like he, when he says stuff, I feel it's easier said than done. So when I would reach out to him, I need help. He's like, oh, you're so irresponsible. And it's like, that's not what I want to hear. I'm already, I already know. I'm already in a, in, you know, I'm already, like, in a hole. I don't need you to keep digging it for me. Like, you know, but I mean, you know, he did it out of goodness of his heart as in, like, oh, look, it's a lesson. But it just, that's why I find it for some people, like, when they open up to you, like, just listen. Don't, you don't have to always give your feedback. Sometimes someone just wants somebody to just listen don't give your input just listen 
and you see how if you just listen and keep your mouth shut, how open somebody can be with you. You open them up just like a book. Just sit there and listen. Just don't interrupt. Sit there and listen with what they're saying. And you can tell in their voice and in their eyes and their face how much this this topic or whatever it is, how emotional they are towards it. You know? And sometimes it is life-changing, you know? Like some people call for help and cry for help and nobody gives it to them, you know? And I was very prideful and I, I wouldn't even ask for help. Like I would just stick myself in my room and, you know, don't really socialize or I would go out to the gym or go run or walk or walk my dog and put my headphones on and put some music on to make me relax and, you know, get my shit together before I could get, you know, back to my family and just put on like a, I'm good, I'm good, you know, but I was hurting inside. I didn't mean to make this podcast so dark, especially I haven't talked to you guys in a long ass time, but you know, just something I want to talk about because I know this quarantine has been a bitch to a lot of people. And you know, for me, it hasn't been so bad, you know, I have my girl and my, ho- and my homies and my brother and my family that... They're always there for me, you know. We're always kicking and hanging out. So, you know, some people don't have the luxury to have a close circle or, you know, even a family, close family to speak out and talk, you know. So I just want to talk about it and just for everybody to be aware that if you are depressed and you are kind of, you know, in your head, you're not alone. You got this shit, you know. Nobody can bring you down. You're the only person that could keep yourself going, motivated. Like, my biggest thing that helped me out of, out of, get to get me out of my depression was, you know, just going and reading articles about, you know, like self-love, how to, how to love yourself, how to, motivate, how to motivate yourself. And the biggest step is you have to help yourself. You have to. Nobody else can help you. You have to get yourself out. And I know it's easier said than done. Believe me. Believe me. But you have to, you as a person have to do it for yourself and take that first step. Whether that's, you know, going out of your way and reaching out to somebody or even, fuck reaching out to somebody, just get a book. I mean, not a book, uh, like not, like a journal, like a composition book. You just write, write out, just write how you felt that day. Even if it's like two or three sentences. Because those two or three sentences can just keep going and going and going and you're two pages in, you know. I feel like that helped me a lot. Or sitting down and just, like, meditating and trying to just clear your head. And I know it sounds super yogi and namaste and all that bullshit, but it does help. You don't even have to, like, do yoga. Just sit sit down somewhere where you can get nice and quiet if you can and just, just breathe. Try to clear your head. Just do it for yourself. Or just go for a walk. Like, I like to walk a lot. So what I do, I just go walk around the block or walk my dog and stuff. Just little things like that, just to get, just to clear your head and get yourself away, you know. Cause I feel like when it comes to certain things like that, you have to give yourself a break, you know, and you have to like just help yourself. And my biggest message to you is just you have to accept and deal with what you have. For me, like self-loathing is biggest weakness. My, if you know me, my pet peeve is self-loathing. I hate people who go, oh. Oh man, poor me. No, fuck that poor me bullshit. You know? Like, once in a while it was good just to self loathe, but, you know, there's have to be a time where you sit sit down and you tell yourself, all right, come on, pussy, get yourself together. Nobody gonna help you out but yourself. Nobody cares that you're sad. Nobody cares. You gotta do it for yourself. You 
get yourself out of it. Like I said, it's easier said than done. Because, you know, there's days where I'll go and I tell myself, I'm like, nah, like, no, it's not going to work today. It's not going to work today. You know, but little things, even if it's little things, like, you know, like what I would do is I'll go and I'll just, you know, I'll text my girlfriend, hey, babe, love you. Or, hey, you know, just little things or just hitting up your homie, hey, how are you doing today? What's up? Even just checking in on like, and it's crazy because you never, never know who's dealing with this, you know, and sometimes a text is, hey, how's it going? Hey, how are you doing? Or, hey, mom, love you. Hey, pops, how are you doing? How's work? You know, or, hey, tia, this and that. You know, just little things, just reach out. You never know how the little things go a long way, you know? But, like I said, if you're dealing with depression right now, or you're dealing like it's, life's just, life is just, feels like a lot, you got this shit. Just make this life, this is the only life you got, so let's stop. Sitting around in self-loathing, let's grab this motherfucker by the horns and let's make it our bitch. Okay? We got this. All right. So on another note, let's kind of who saw this out. And, you know, I just want to talk about that for a bit. And, you know, just I'm not I'm not perfect. You know, I deal with day-to-day struggles, too. And you want you to know you guys are not alone. And... I appreciate appreciate you guys for tuning in, and I'm sorry for being away for so long, but, you know, i just been at work a lot, and I've been doing a lot of stuff, and I kind of got, you know, derailed a bit, but I'm back. I'm going to try to drop more content at least once or twice a week from now on, so thanks again for listening, you guys. I'm not done. I'm going to keep going, but I just want to thank you guys again because I kind of went in hard, ham, on the paint on this podcast. But um, on another note, how about them bears? <laughs> Bear Dan, four and one, baby, four and one. I know that Thursday night game wasn't the prettiest, especially with Big Dick Nick Foles. But you know, little by little, this is his second, his second start as a Chicago Bear, and hey, he's still two and zero, oh, baby, against Tom Brady, baby, two and zero. Oh. I don't know if I saw that, but he was too much of a bitch to shake. Nick folded the hand at the end of the game. He just rushed in. And they were going to say, oh, well, it's because of COVID. Now, nah, fuck that COVID bullshit. Last week when he won against the Chargers, shit, he was, oh, nice to play against you. Nice to play against you. So fuck off, guy. Come on, Tom Brady. Get it together, dog. You got to, you know, sometimes it's not just at your game. And if another quarterback won up to you again, you know, the first time it's Super Bowl, and again, Thursday night, you just got to give your credit, dog. Credit with credit, gotta give credit where credit is due. But the birds are four and one. We did lose our, I think one of our linemen. I want to say the left, the left tackle. He tore his pectoral muscle, so he's out for the season. So that's gonna be a, uh, it's gonna suck because our O line not that great. Our O line is struggling really, really, really bad right now. They don't even give Nick Foles enough time to, you know, drop back to himself, scan the field. He's always like. Go, 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 which we need to chill with that shit already because when the season's going to get a little harder, especially if we do make it to playoffs, I know overreaction Saturday, but if we do make the playoffs, we're going to have to build that line, man. We got to do something because that line is ridiculous, horrible, man, super bad. We don't give we don't give Foles enough time to, like I said, scan the field, so we got to get it together. And another news, let's see, NFL Super Teams. I'm going to call it here first, dog. 
there's going to be, not this year probably, but start seeing teams stack up on weapons. Okay? The Chiefs are the first ones. All right? We can kind of say the Ravens, you know, Lamar Jackson, which I'm not sold on at all as a quarterback, because if you know, if you saw, I think it was week two, week three, Patty Mahomes served some. That's cute. That's cute, dog. You want to see how the real NFL team plays? He smacked Lamar Jackson and took him to school and was like, this is how you play a quarterback position, motherfucker. <laughs> but, you know, that's a, that's a story for another day. But... Yeah, I think the Chiefs are going to be the first of many super teams, which is going to be kind of interesting because, you know, you saw you saw the NBA to, you know, have super super teams. So I don't know how it's gonna, really going to work out with the, in the NFL because, I mean, look at the Browns. The Browns, I mean, they're not they're not bad, but they're not great. On paper, they should be fucking winning Super Bowls like crazy. Baker Mayfield, I, I, I kind of I like Baker Mayfield. You know, I feel like if you give him a good line and if he's confident within himself, because that, that's another thing. Baker Mayfield isn't that confident sometimes where you can see him during the game. But he had weapons. He had uh, OBJ. He has. He still has OBJ and Jarvis Landry and Nick Chubb. Nick Chubb's a fucking monster. That guy's a dog, man. I've never seen a fucking running back run like that. I want to I say he's going to be the next Frank Gore. But, I mean, it's still kind of early. But the way he runs that ball and runs deep down their throat and just old-school football, just punch, punch, throw, punch, throw, punch, throw football. Man, I, I miss that football, type of football. But, yeah, I don't know. And, but the bad thing about, you know, the super team is that all this talent in one team is going to be just like, the, like going back to the Browns. Ego, too much ego. You know, OBJ, he's a superstar. So is Landry. OBJ is kind of a diva to the point that if you don't give him the ball enough, he is going to complain. He is going to bitch him on about it. You know, he does want the ball. He is a superstar. You know, I think too many personalities on one team is going to divide the locker room. But who knows? Like, that's going to be an exciting time. And I feel like football now is going to another another uh, style now. If you've noticed, if you've been following football the way I've been following football since I was a kid, you're going to notice that a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of old quarterbacks are retiring. Or there's only, there's only a handful left. I think I want to say it's Big Ben, Tom Brady, Phillip Rivers, Joe Flacco in the Jets now. I think he's starting this upcoming game. But I think I'm missing a couple. But it's only a handful. And if you if you know, if you watch football every Sunday, or you know, you don't watch them while you get it, you, get, you, get, you, get that, you see, there he goes again. Oh, impediment. God damn it. But, you can see the offense and defense shift. It's a lot faster now. Like, it's a lot of 1-2-1-2-1-2, Nick Bosa, the Watt brothers, Khalil Mack. A lot of these hungry, hungry defensive end linebackers are fucking athletes, freak athletes. They're all about 6-1, 6 running up, you know, like a, a 4.0 fucking 40-yard. Like, damn, that's fucking wild. How could somebody that big? That strong, be running that fast, and then also the quarterbacks. Lamar Jackson is really good on his feet. I, like I said, I don't really think. Well, if you take out his legs, he's only a one-dimensional quarterback. If you take out his legs, his arm isn't that. I mean, as arm not that great. I mean, his accuracy isn't that great. He's underthrowing, overthrowing. But Patrick Mahomes, that guy's a dual dual quarterback. 
You could take his arm away. He could still you could still use his feet to do to make plays. And he has a chip on his shoulder. Justin Herbert, that fucking guy. I guess I overreacts on Saturday, but I like him a lot. I feel he's gonna be the next Big Ben. Same build, same size. He's not scared low with that fucking shoulder to get that first down when he's, you know, when he's scrambling out the pocket. Nice, really big arm. It's gonna be interesting. An interesting quarterback to watch, especially the Chargers look pretty good. Chargers are being slept on. They got uh, was it Nick Bosa? No, 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 sorry, Joey Bosa, Melvin Ingram, and then they got Chris Harris Jr. on the other side. And then even on offense, they're pretty stacked. You know, Keenan Allen, and I think the running back's not that bad. I'm gonna bring for it with the running back, but they're gonna be a team to watch. I like them. I think in a couple of years they're gonna be contenders. I want to say. In two years, we'll see. They're probably going to be the real deal. But I don't know. Like I said, overreacts this already. You know, so I don't know. I'm just really confident that they're going to they're gonna be a, a team to deal with. And uh, it's going to be interesting. Football's getting really interesting. I went to some college ball today. That quarterback from um, Iowa State. I want to say, I forgot his fucking name. But he looks pretty good. I like him. I like him. He's a little confident. I like it. But, um, yeah, football's back, Bears, 4-1, oh, yeah, then it's a couple COVID tests, I think today, a couple practice squad people from the Bears tested positive, also did the Chiefs, so it's going to be interesting, because they're saying that it's going to be football now, maybe, uh, Sunday, Monday, a doubleheader on Monday, and there might be football on Tuesday, NFL football on Tuesday, so that's kind of crazy how COVID's really fucking this thing up. But it's crazy, though. People are overreacting, saying that the season's going to be over now that so many people are, are testing positive for COVID. But this was going to happen, whether it happened, you know, in the off season or now the NFL has a, they have a plan, you know, to keep this season going. We need season. We need football. We need football. I feel like now that football's back, I feel like a breath of fresh air. You know, there's stuff to talk about. You know, I feel like sports in general is a place where you can throw out fucking politics, fucking racism, all that bullshit, like all that shit. And it's not really bullshit, but, you know, it's just politics, politics and a lot of what's going on right now, it's just a handful. You get me? And I feel like sports is just a getaway. You get me? There's a bunch of, bunch of you know, guys, men, different backgrounds, different ethnicities, just, you know, playing one sport and trying to be the best at that sport. doesn't matter where you're from or, or you know your race or anything like so it's cool it's just men competing to get the better of one, of one another you know and that's cool that's why I love football I love baseball basketball speaking of basketball the fucking Lakers man god damn it what, who, who fucking passed the ball to Danny Green god damn it man I don't even want to fucking talk about it just hopefully tomorrow Lakers in Lakers in what five six <laughs> fucking bullshit we could have had it last night but Let's talk for another another day, man. But um, it would have been nice, though, because the fucking Lakers are undefeated in that fucking Mamba jersey, but Jimmy Butler's a fucking beast, man. I was watching a post-conference when Jimmy Butler was giving an interview, and he was limping off the podium, limping. Jimmy Butler is just another type of animal, man. That guy, that's, that's heart. You know, that's determination. That's, you know, believing yourself, confidence, just... I'm an animal. Nobody could bring me down. Not even my body's going to tell me when it's over. I'm going to tell my body when it's over. That's that's dedication, man. That's passion. 
But hopefully, hopefully the Lakers, man, we got we got to bring it home for Kobe this year. We got to bring it for Kobe this year. And the Dodgers, we hot with that sweep. Fuck Manny Machado. Manny Machado said. The Padres are going to be in the World Series before the Dodgers. Fuck that guy. Who the fuck is that guy? Fuck that guy. Fuck that guy. I used to like my name with Charlie when he was in the Dodgers, but fuck that guy. You can't fucking leave us and talk shit about us. Fuck that guy. But, um, yeah. Sports are getting really interesting. I love sports. And then they're also saying that uh, NFL is, uh, the NFL is thinking of dropping EA, as in like Madden. Because um, they haven't done anything to reamp the game. It's literally the same game every year. The same thing. It's just, you know, so it's like people are complaining, like, why are you paying, you know, 60, 70 bucks for the same shit last year? All you're doing is adding, you know, new players, updating the roster, and making it difficult. I was trying to play Madden the other day. Fuck, that shit's hard to fucking play. Now you have to, like, press the button right if we catch the ball. You gotta when the quarterback throws the ball, you gotta throw it. Certain buttons are certain types of passes, which is pretty cool, you know. It's not you know how it used to be where it's just X triangle and O, which was kind of cool before, but now it's a little more complicated. But they're actually saying that Two K might pick up the the Madden game, but uh, that won't be until like probably three or four years from now. Cause I think EA just uh, signed an extension with the NFL, so it'll be some time before Two K takes over Madden. But that'll be cool though. Because, you know, I like 2K, the uh, basketball game, 2K. That's pretty cool. I, I, I like that one more than uh, Madden, to be honest. And, um, yeah, I think it's going to be it for today. You know, a nice little short and sweet podcast. I want to talk about mental health and sorry for being away for so long. But I'll be back. I'm going to be more passionate about this time. And I might be dropping some hats, maybe. In like a month or so, got some logos going. Might drop some hats, so stick around for that. But um, yeah, thanks for listening, thanks for tuning in, and sorry for being away for too long. But uh, oh, one fun fact, I'm gonna try to do a fun fact every episode or so. But I was actually reading that. Is from that field, but that uh, when it comes to the sperm and the egg, even though the sperm still beats all these other sperms to the egg, the egg actually chooses the sperm. It still doesn't like the sperm automatically doesn't choose what egg it wants. The egg actually like does the female actually like the female egg actually goes like scans the the sperm to see if that's the best one from all three and if it's not it'll reject it so honestly us men all we do is just <laughs> I'm done and the women still do everything so that's crazy how we're literally just here just to bust I'm about to bust that's all we're good for guys it's not what we're good for but yeah I was just I thought it was pretty fucking cool and it shows you how fucking strong and amazing as women are I feel like women are really really strong you know I've never been a type of person who shies away from a woman in power I feel like that's really you know it's really attractive it's really it's really rare to find too my my girl's really strong and there's a lot of shit that I've seen her deal with I'm like fuck man like you know 
I'm glad that you're in my life. And she's the best partner I chose because I feel like, like I said, when, I'm, when I have my my stages of, you know, my ways of, like, dealing with my own shit, like, I am cold. I do push off. I do, like, don't want to deal with anybody and stuff like that. But she's always there. She, she rolls with the punches. And, and yeah, she's she's just, she's, she's the one. That one. But, um, yeah, just that was a little fun fact. And um, also, let's see here. What else do I got for you guys today before I let you guys go? Uh, and, yeah, again, like I said, oh, it's Libra season, bitches. Yeah, my birthday is in a week and a half, I want to say, and I'm looking forward to that. I'm going to go have a little vacation with my girl, my best friend, my best friends. So it's going to be nice. Have a little vacay, clear my head. I'm going to turn the big 25, man, the big 25. Wild. I never thought it would come this soon and come this fast. It's kind of scary. I'm being 20. I was driving to work today. I, I went in early to work today. So, you know, I was just by myself on the freeway. And I was like, damn, it's crazy. Just, what was it, like six, seven years ago and graduating uh, high school? And, you know? And then just, just like that, 25, you know, and it's just, it's crazy how time can really fly. My brother just turned 21 and we got him pretty litty like a titty. And it's crazy how just time just flying. Like, I'm, I grew up, to be honest with you, I grew up on, on welfare and all that stuff. And it just, it amazes me how far my parents and my family have came to where we are now where we own our own house you know they're investing in property and we're doing really good my parents are doing really good and I'm really proud of them for that and it just goes to show you with hard work and determination you can do whatever you want it's not easy you know nothing's ever easy if it was easy everybody would do it I know it's a cliche but it's true you know like fuck the haters let the haters be your motivator look at me I'm being a fucking cheese ball today but no seriously like it's just you have to press like the first time you do stuff, they're going to make fun of you, you know? Second time again, the second time they see you keep doing it, they're going to be like, oh, this is fucking guy. They're going to start hating on you. You know, the third time, you know, they're going to start showing appreciation that, you know, you got laughed at, they talk shit to you, you know? They're going to respect that. And fuck, fuck all that bullshit respect. Do it for yourself. Honestly, like, now, like I said, I deal with a lot of, like, I used to deal with a lot of depression and stuff like that. Honestly, like, do it for yourself. Self-happiness, self-worth. Like, you got to do everything for you. It's okay to be selfish. It's okay to just make yourself happy at times. Like, luckily for me, I do have have my significant other, my girl, to, like, be there. So, so when I don't have enough in me to push myself or love myself, I do have my girl to tell me, hey, babe, I love you. Hey, babe, this. And just... Her being there, and I know I'm I, I'm not the most affectionate person. I'm not the one who, oh, baby, baby, I love you. With the, mi amor. I'm, I'm not a type of guy. I'm not, I've never been a type of guy. I've always, like I said, I've, I've, I've been through some shit. So I know it's not, I know it's not an excuse, though. Like, I, I'm, I'm trying to work on it, you know. I, I, I'm working on it. I want to be a better version of myself, for, you know, for myself, for my girl, for my relationship, for my family, like. So I am kind of letting my guard down and trying to work on myself. 
I feel like 20, 2020 was a sucky year as, you know, pandemic-wise and all that stuff, but I feel like I really worked on myself this year as in self-love, mental health, getting my priorities straight, getting my money right, you know, going with my partner, going with my family, and telling them, you know, hey, I'm good. You know, I'm good. I'm an adult now. So I'm an adult, not now, but, you know, I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a guy who has my shit together somewhat, you know, and just, I'm, I'm, I'm trucking, I'm keeping trucking, I'm keeping trucking, I'm trucking, but, um, yeah, so on that note, love you guys, and thanks for tuning in, and I'm sorry for being gone for so long, on that note, I love you guys, and if you enjoyed the podcast, tell your friends about it. All right. Thanks for listening, you guys. Love you. Bye.